0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Content warning. Check the show notes for more information. It's August 6th, 1890. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors.
1: So it was on this day that a peddler and convicted murderer called William Kemmler became the first person to be put to death in the electric chair, despite the fact that, according to Wikipedia, although the electrocution had previously been successfully used to kill a horse, Kemmler's execution did not go smoothly, which I love because that (laughs) seems to imply that they did everything they could. They shocked him once, and it rendered him unconscious.
0: It took eight minutes, and the New York Times reported that the stench was unbearable... Mm -hmm. The district attorney was said to have wept and Kemmler's coat burst into flames. <laughs> and it's worth saying, I mean, not that you'd wish that death on anyone really, but he he had killed his wife and, you know, in the terms of the law in 1890 in that state had earned an execution. But the punishment far exceeded the crime.
2: Just quickly on the, the Wikipedia page, it does such a sort of basic job of fleshing out him as a character prior to... This horrific thing that he went through. The, really, the only historical detail that it offers is this <laughs> peculiar anecdote about a time when he and his mates uh, tried... Well, he he told his mates that he was going to be able to jump over a wall with his horse and cart and proceeded to attempt to do so and fail to do so. And then it just moves on to the bit where he kills his wife and then gets killed in the <laughs> electric chair. Then he was put to death. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> the impression I got was that he was seen... He was a He was a hard-drinking peddler, as I imagine they probably all were, uh, and I, I feel, I feel like the point of that anecdote was maybe to give the idea that everyone considered him a kind of harmless sot,
0: mm, bit, of a can. bit of a cad. But yeah. then
1: he, unfortunately, in a drunken rage, murdered his common law wife Tilly Ziegler with a hatchet. Uh, mm. And unfortunately for him, New York had just passed a law becoming the first state to allow execution by electric chair.
0: And it's worth mentioning why they passed that law, actually, because it was on March the 22nd of this year, 1890, that the New York Court of Appeals had ruled that death by electric chair would not be considered cruel punishment. Mm -hmm. They thought it was more humane than hanging. That is why they wanted the electric chair. It wasn't supposed to be like the Uber execution device that went for eight minutes and left you smouldering. It was supposed to be fairer
1: and that's true i mean you do hear a lot of historical accounts of these botched hangings where people's necks didn't break and they were left dangling and choking and i can see how it was seen that you know electricity was still relatively new and it was seen as you know this Yeah, here's
0: like a modern way to dispatch yourself quickly what Mm. was
1: strange was it was invented by a dentist from buffalo which is the same town that uh kemler was living in when he committed this murder this strange character albert southwick had witnessed an elderly drunkard quote painlessly killed after touching the terminals of an electric generator and somehow got the idea rather than thinking what a horrific scarring thing to witness he thought maybe we could do this to criminals
2: (laughs) yeah and then went on to start to work you know he didn't just go back to work as a dentist he then went on to start work on creating an electric chair
1: but this did spark no pun intended a campaign against electrocution as an execution device by the early electricity magnates, people like George Westinghouse, because they didn't want this new technology to be associated with its lethal force. At this time, many people were really afraid of electricity. It would be three years later that the White House was connected to electricity. And the then president, Benjamin Harrison, and his wife never touched the switches because they were so frightened of being uh, you know, inadvertently electrocuted. So it was a very touchy time for electricity. And the last thing they wanted <laughs> was this idea that you could sit on a chair and be fried to death with it.
0: Well, it's worth knowing where the word electrocution came from. It was subsequent to a demonstration by Edison in 1887 in West Orange, New Jersey, in which he executed a dozen animals by placing them on electrified metal plate. And it was one that had been manufactured by Westinghouse, his corporate rivals. So what he was because they made AC and he made DC. So what he was saying, look, AC is really dangerous. Look at these animals. They're all going to die when they sit on this plate. And he'd done it as a kind of smear campaign against Westinghouse, against the AC system. And as a result of this horrifying view, the journalist in the
2: room coined this word, Electrocution. I mean, did he actually have to go through with doing the full dozen, <laughs> you know, just stop at around six? We got it. We got it. OK, that's going to kill everything. Just, just spare yeah. the dog, <laughs> spare the horse. <laughs> I mean,
1: we already know that I think everyone's got the basic idea that Edison was a pretty unscrupulous, ruthless businessman. But he tried, he literally tried to promote Westinghouse's AC as, quote, the executioner's current which just feels extremely yeah. Yeah. low. And he actually, he, one of his associates then obtained a Westinghouse generator for the execution of William Kemmler, which obviously George Westinghouse would not have actually permitted because he was very against the whole you know, electrocution business.
2: Edison actually was asked by a New York government official what means he thought would be the best way to implement this new law that they'd just come up with that you could electrocute people to death. And he said, hire out your criminals as linemen to the New York electric lighting companies. This being a reference to the fact that all of this AC equipment that was going up, all of his rival Westinghouse's equipment, was electrocuting people, not unlike that poor old drunkard who uh, who got fried and the dentist oversaw it and came up with the idea of el- electrocution as a form a punishment. So what Edison originally thought was that if he campaigned
0: strongly enough that AC currents would kill you then people would associate Westinghouse technology which was better and more easily accessible than his as the executioner's choice and that would be bad PR but then when Westinghouse didn't want to be involved in designing a chair Edison made an AC electric chair anyway <laughs> so you saying that he was this kind of brutal capitalist Rebecca was really kind of borne out to be fair he also I think did believe that it was quicker than hanging but he did actually in the end step in and help make them
1: and what I find really weird is despite this gruesome spectacle of Kemmler's death It was only a few years later that Ohio became the second state to adopt the electric chair. And then other states started picking up as well. And it actually became the prevalent method until lethal injection came around in the 1980s.
0: And it looked pretty steampunk as well. I mean, you're talking about a basic wooden chair with restraints on it. You know, it's not like an advanced bit of technology, this thing. It's just got some wires sticking in it. And then to see that the electric current was running through it, um, there were 16 incandescent lamps And so you knew that the current was running properly through it when they all lit up, which in itself just feels like a kind of theme park house of horrors set up for an electric chair, doesn't it? (laughs) But that's how it was done. It's like, yep, we've got all 16 lights. Go. Mm.
1: And apparently Kemmler's last words as he was being prepared for the chair, which, by the way, he apparently was very composed during his execution. uh, He reportedly said, take it easy and do it properly. I'm in no hurry. Which is kind of unfortunately yeah, that is the simple. exact opposite of what happened
0: and made the story sadder, didn't it, and mm. has it, and that's why we still know the story is that uh, anti capital punishment people have retold this story for the subsequent one hundred and thirty years because by seeming like a gentleman at the last minute it made it all the worse didn't it um also, they, like, they tried to kind of cover up what was really going on in a way. Like the executioner, a guy called Edwin Davis, his official title was state electrician, hmm. which just strikes me as a sort of
2: obfuscation worthy of the Nazis. <laughs> bit of an
0: understatement. Right? Like, he's there
2: to put this guy to death.
0: Yeah, he's not the state electrician.
2: The other bit of uh, executions that seems to provoke a lot of macabre interest is the whole business of the final meal, at least it, that is offered to mm. inmates in the US.
0: Oh, yeah, but I understand the instinct for that. I mean, I often think... Like, what's the context here? How much money am I allowed to spend? Where am I allowed (laughs) to get the food delivered in from? Is it lunch or is it dinner? Like, I really do think what would be my final meal. I've yeah, thought about I think, it quite extensively.
2: I think that's the thing that sort of gets people interested in a funny way, because you sort of think of it being a meal that you have before your n- not untimely and and rather more gentle death right. rather than what is actually like being Or even like before offered.
0: your own, or before perhaps you end your own life, you think, yeah. what would I like to eat if yes. I could end yeah. everything perfectly and happily? How would I do it? You're not thinking when you've got the pit of fear in your stomach that your death's about to be witnessed by hundreds of people pointing at you as you fry, are you? Exactly. And you're not (laughs) not at that point going to think, barbecue or (laughs) sushi? Well, (laughs) there's no appropriate meal.
1: (laughs) Ollie, I can tell you're desperate to tell us. What have you decided on for your last meal? No,
0: I mean, honestly, I, mean, I could fill like an hour-long episode of this podcast. Maybe we'll do it on Patreon, just talking about all the different options. I mean, it would, I mean, like the headlines are a barbecue chicken from a particular restaurant in West London. But obviously, I'd be in Tennessee, so that would probably be not the thing. I'd probably get some sort of local fried chicken. But then also, I think like like an English fried breakfast is good at any time of the
2: day. That's true.
0: Um, but you yeah. want to feel a bit light on your feet, I think,
2: as well as satisfied afterwards.
0: So it's it genuinely, genuinely very difficult. decision for me
2: in your choice of chicken you're actually in good company apparently the most ordered item is fried chicken among people on you want in tennessee i mean of course it is followed by (laughs) when in rome yeah followed by burgers and accompanied by tubs of ice cream and chocolate chip cookies which i do think you know it sort of is representative of the 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 location you know the palette of the location Mm. where sadly most of the executions is going on
1: and also you may as well pile in the calories i mean At that point. True, (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) At that point, you know, indulge yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next time.
1: The nudists themselves were massively outnumbered by people peering at them, even coach parties.
0: Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAS Creator Network.